Welcome to the Checkable Health Podcast, where we're helping everyday moms rethink how their healthcare begins at home through healthy living, access to information, and technology. On each episode, we interview healthcare providers and experts on topics that affect us as mothers as we raise our children. We'll cover topics across the spectrum of health to bring awareness of important issues, conditions, therapies, and technology. We believe your healthcare begins at home with us moms. The healthier we are, the healthier our loved ones are. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Checkable Health Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Post, founder and CEO of Checkable, where we are making it easy to diagnose your symptoms from home using rapid lateral flow diagnostics and screening text and pairing them with our mobile application that connects you with telemedicine. Today, I and have two guests. I have two physician guests. They are a tag team uh, couple, uh, doctor, doctors, I'm so sorry, um, doctors Hindmarsh, Tim and May, Tim and May, Hindmarsh. <laughs> wow, I Tim just- Tim and May works. I, I looked at all of the numbers. I'm like, wait, the most important thing of this is, is the BS Free MD podcast and live stream that you two have. So we're going to have some fun today talking about healthcare. So welcome to the show. Tell me about uh, about both of you. Well, uh, boy, I'll try to keep it short, sweet, and wrap it up. Tim and I um, have been, man, we met in med school. Uh, we both were born, raised, and trained in Canada. And we um, got married four days after we graduated, um, then did our residency up in Canada, moved to the U.S. back in 94, and we are both board-certified family practice um, physicians who've had a fun career um, over the last almost 30 years. We did everything from, um, Tim did a full OB practice. I um, pulled the plug on that because I like to sleep <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did lots of uh, gynae care um, and we did office medicine we did our own inpatient um, hospital wow. um, coverage ICU we were coroners um, as I said Tim did OB practice and everything back in the day when family practice docs did it all in rural me we did rural practice and then um, things have warped uh, morphed uh, and changed over the years and then in 2010 I switched into urgent care and Tim switched over completely in 2013 into urgent care so that's kind of where we're at now I am on the way out of retire into retirement world or rewirement world mm -hmm. so to speak um, currently Tim's still doing urgent care now we've raised our kids um, so we've had lots of experience as parents as well uh, dealing with a lot of the things we're going to talk about um, and I remember you know, our kids are adults now, but I remember um, going through, we brought our daughter home and we had been practicing, what, seven years when she was born. And we looked at each other. She's, we got home from the hospital that day. She's in her car seat and we sat her down on the uh, love, love seat in there. And we looked at each other and we just sat there and we go, well, what do we do with her? Right. Sit here. <laughs> uh, don't wake her up. What, we don't know what we're doing. And we're both doctors, right? And so yeah. I guess all of this to say that I always tell patients and friends that don't feel discouraged if you have, you know, have a newborn or a kid in every um, phase. You're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. This seems so overwhelming because um, 
healthcare workers, we, I won't say struggle, but we just feel all those things as well. Mm -hmm. And people have been surviving and making it through from the beginning of time with kids and kids mm-hmm. are really resilient. So we share the struggles, but there's lots of tips and tricks we we sh- can share with you to make it easier. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. What state are you in? Uh, right now we're in Oregon. Oregon. Okay. Beautiful. For three more weeks. <clears throat> and then where do you have, where's your practice in Oregon? Um, it's, it's literally three <laughs> blocks from here. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, and then I um, I accepted a job in on the Gulf Coast of Florida, so we're gonna move there. Fun. And um, yeah, it's we're moving from the country doctor world to the country club world. I guess mm-hmm. you could say it's kind of that time of life. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, I want to walk to the bar every night. You know, we'll give it a yeah. try. Yeah, so. why not? Sounds nice. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk about what you were saying there, May, of uh, some things that you can do at home. Um, to manage your care. Uh, what do you recommend for parents to even have in their medicine cabinet with self-care? Ah, I love this topic because, man, I love to stock my medicine cabinet with all the stuff. And You're a planner. the nurse, I guess, more, more than Tim. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we did a podcast on when we travel, what do we take with, mm. what I take with me even now um, just for – first aid and Tim just kind of laughs because I get to carry all this stuff but um, I got my little list here of things well so um, first off I guess I was thinking in timeline of kids age but to begin with you know when you got the really littles and newborns you always want to have like the bulb suction and you can use that even throughout various ages but it's great to suck out their noses with when they get all plugged up um, as kids get older sometimes they'll get a foreign body in their nose or even in their ear you can try to use that for so bulb suction is a great thing obviously a thermometer you want to have a good rectal thermometer for infants but um, there's all kinds of great digital thermometers that um, as the kids get older you always need a thermometer at home and even for adults so thermometers a must-have as well um, there's so many different kinds that the pharmacies sell great ones I got mine from Costco um, the rectal thermometers for infants, you can also use them under the armpit and kids too. Um, so there's crossover there, um, but but not at the same time. But not at the same time. Yeah, not yeah. at the same time. You're fun. Good, good call. Yeah, <laughs> no, and for, on that note, you, uh, I always suggest having alcohol at home. You can get the little packets mm-hmm. or a big bottle and just use cotton balls because you want to sterilize that thermometer, obviously afterwards. But for other tools that you're going to be using. Um, alcohol is a great thing so um, tweezers for instance are some tools that you want to have all the time um, for getting slivers out and a nice set of tweezers as well as fine sharp scissors for cutting those Mm band-aids and bandages um, sterilize that with the alcohol Uh, saline a little bottle of nasal saline is great to have for infants and all the way up to for unplugging stuffy noses it's amazing how many times you just we just think about oh where's some saline and so you can flush out some wounds with it you can unplug noses so saline's a great thing to have um, humidifier uh, that's a sometimes mm. a big purchase mm-hmm. and can cost a little bit more and you don't stick it in the medicine cabinet obviously but usually it seems at some point in the first twelve months kids will get some croupy thing and or get really congested and it can be nice to have um, 
then I would say, um, obviously, you're going to have your fever reducers like acetaminophen um, or the ibuprofen. And it's going to vary whether it's the pediatric or the infant chewables. But you want to have that. You always want to have some at home of those for sure because kids seem to get fevers and sick in the middle of the night. You don't want to be running to Walgreens at mm-hmm. 2 a.m. if it's even open. So always have that on hand. And I would um, also say that uh, were we going to argue about this point about the oxygen monitor, whether or not mm-hmm. – People should have it. O2 monitors, you know, really got pushed, especially with COVID happening, how um, it's really inexpensive, easy to use on uh, young kids and adults because just put it on your finger. They're <coughs> less than $20 on Amazon. In little infants, it's hard even for it's hard, healthcare but it's professionals really, to get a good reading. Yeah, but, on, but it, it can be confusing. Like yeah, I, sure. I literally would do telehealth and I would make, pe- I would watch people do their monitor. Mm-hmm. And... You know, their hands are freezing cold, they're 85 years old, they're shaking, and you're just like, okay, just come in. <laughs> right, <laughs> you right. You know, so... So, so, th- so it's th- not th- always going to be... It's sometimes user error, and it's tough to do in little kids, but if you get a good reading, and it is... It's great for adults. It's great yes. for kids with asthma that yeah. are a little bit older. I mean, that's a, that can be a major differentiator on whether a kid needs to be seen, whether they can have a telehealth visit, whether you can counsel them on the phone. So I think I think there's lots of utility there. They're super cheap now. Um, I mean, right. The Apple Watch has an O2 Sat monitor on it now. So okay, um, so we're you know there there's there's a little. I I I cannot stress the thermometer enough though, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because so many. I'm like, do they have a fever? And, and, and it's amazing how many people don't have thermometers at home. They yeah. don't have, yeah. and it's and, and they're it's, like, well, they feel kind of hot. They well, feel, actually, well, they did actually, a, they did a study on maternal hands touching mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. and they were almost perfect in diagnosing fever. Yeah, so really. Fe- so mm-hmm. yes, you can tell. So that actually burning. means something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the the other The other thing I'll throw in there right now because it is my biggest pet peeve in all of. Uh, in almost all of medicine, which says that I don't have very many pet peeves, is a fever is an actual objective mm. number. It's 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So, so 99 so is in a fever. people come in, 99 is not a fever. It may not be normal, but it's not a fever. So people go, well, I run 96. So when I'm 98.6, I have a fever. No. You're checking your temperature too often because how do you know it's 96? That's kind of <laughs> odd. Mm. So, so in reality, you don't get you know you don't get your own fever. Mm-hmm. It's a one hundred point four. Water boils at two hundred and twelve. These are these are hard fast rules. So it's that's really important, and it's going to be more important when we talk about childhood illnesses because fever is a really big deal in children under three months, and it's usually not a big deal in children over three months, mm-hmm. or often it's not. Most often it's not. So those are Good point. having hard yeah. data. We love as physicians because it really helps us guide people and, and potentially keeps you home, which is right. kind of the goal of a lot of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we will get back to that, but I want to get through my own like list of suggestions mm-hmm. first. Your <laughs> list is awesome. <laughs> so um, the other thing you want to have is a syringe. Uh, mm. You can get one from your p- pediatrician's office. Uh, they're easy to buy, but there's nothing worse than trying to give medicine to 
uh, child, you don't have a syringe and, and a little infant, you can measure it up exactly when it says on the bottle to give them 2.5 mLs and you're trying to measure it in a little cup and mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to take it from that and they spit it all over. Yes. So you want a 10 mL syringe yeah. specifically. A, yeah. A 10 mL syringe is perfect. And those can be washed, yeah. sterilized, cleaned. Squirted in their mouth like a cat. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hope for the best. Yeah, hopefully they swallow uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I obviously like to have things like all the band aids. You can get these. Pick your place to purchase a little pack of various size of band aids, from tiny little spots to the bigger ones. Um, and butterfly dressings are great. And people will come in oftentimes when someone has a tiny little cut and they think it needs stitches and they've already put the butterfly mm. uh, strip on there and I'm like you've done it perfectly you brought the skin edges together I'm not taking that off yeah. I don't need to put stitches in this tiny little thing and they're amazed and they work butterfly strips work wonderfully this podcast is sponsored by checkable.com checkable is revolutionizing healthcare by bringing healthcare home with fast and accurate at home rapid diagnostics and pairing it with telehealth services. Available through our mobile application. Available on the App Store and Google Play. Checkable.com offers an array of rapid diagnostics that allow you to own your health at home. We have a UTI, vaginal pH, and two rapid breast milk strips. One will measure alcohol and the other to measure nutritional value. Checkable puts treatment options at your fingertips so you can test at home, see a provider, and get your treatment plan sent to your neighborhood pharmacy. It's checkable.com. Check your those kits every now and then. I was surprised. I had one that was in the medicine cabinet for so long. The bandages started to get all curled up and then it didn't stick. So they do expire mm. um, after some time. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I would say I like to keep hydrocortisone cream yes. 1% because you use that for so many things. And it's pretty safe to use on most parts of the body um, from all ages. In little infants, you want to just be careful and ask your pediatrician. But you can use it for any kind of itchy um, areas, eczema to insect bites that are itchy, um, dry skin rashes. You want to just be careful of the amount that you put on. But it's something that I think everyone should have at home and is really useful as well as I love Benadryl cream for itches too. Mm-hmm. When kids have those um, little sunburn or they have an insect bite, the Benadryl cream works wonderfully and adults can use it mm-hmm. as well as the oral Benadryl for any kind of al- allergic reactions that they might be having or hay fever season. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would say um, rehydration solution such as Pedialyte, just to have at least one on hand for those middle-of-the-night emergencies because kids always will get gastroenteritis at some point and that vomiting in the middle of the night, like I said, you want to be prepared and if you're using it, you can run to the store for more. It's not like you need a case, but Remember when we were, our house was entirely demolished. We were remodeling our house and making our kind of forever, you know, house. And our May was pregnant with our son, like really pregnant. And our daughter was about 15 months old and she got uh, gastroenteritis. She got the norovirus. Oh, and wow. 
And we had no plumbing. We had no running water and we had an outhouse. We, oh, and so we had like the workers, you know, porta potty yes. outside. And she didn't need extra diapers. She needed a onesie that was an entire zip up diaper. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. She was like, So it was coming, you know, when they get So Mace out there with so like bad. like it goes up to their neck. Yes. Which is like, kind of standard operating procedure uh, for yeah. kids. So lots of baby wipes and um yeah. Oh, I was running to the friend's house the next day to do laundry and give my kid a bath. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think every parent who's had a, a young one that goes through a rotavirus experience. And so you want to be able to give them some oral rehydration and replacement. And that's a great thing to have on a hand. But mm-hmm. yeah, wipes are always, wipes are always in the house, right? When you've got kids. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a nightmare. Um, ice pack. Yes. Everybody's got boo-boos and owies, and, but you know, it's easy to make your homemade ice pack, and I did not realize how easy it was until I had my own surgery and I learned this trick. And now we, we keep one in the house, a couple of them, different sizes. All you have to do is get corn syrup, uh, the white kind, mm-hmm. and you get one or two bottles, depending on how big you want to make your ice packs. You pour them in a Ziploc bag, I double bag it, I pour it in one bag then I flip it upside down put it in another bag so if it does leak it's protected you oh. freeze it it never goes rock hard it always has the it's moldable yeah and you can reuse those things for years so I have like a little small one and then I have the big gallon size and you just keep them in your freezer and anytime someone gets an owie you can pop I mean, that ice pack on that is so cool. We have right. to have at least two of those that are over a decade old from all of our knee surgeries. Yeah, <sighs> and they unless you drop it and it ruptures, they don't they they don't go bad. Yeah, that's... the key is to have the 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 inner and outer bladder because it, otherwise you have uh, you, sugar you everywhere. Find the hard way when one explodes in your freezer and you're trying to clean that. Stuff be nice out. and sticky. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, that's another little. I mean, what does what does it cost for the carol syrup? It's like you know nothing. Yeah, it's like three dollars. It's actually yeah, three to five dollars depending. Um, my, f- you know, I was asking some of my f- friends again about what they like to have at home in their um, medicine chest, and some of them are like, oh, um, barf bags. Mm-hmm. Yes. Carry them around, and you know what though? The easiest for me, what I like the most is just using Ziploc bags. We, Our son would get car sick all the time and I would mm-hmm. carry Ziploc bags in my glove compartment. Smart. And then it, most people have them at home because you can um, seal them off instantly and you don't have to worry about yeah. them spilling and the odor won't come out. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, just use Ziploc bags. They're easy to have. Um, just don't use them up. So yeah, and car sickness end. is a real thing, especially now, you know, kids are always watching something mm-hmm. when you're driving, which, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. is probably awesome because yeah. they're distracted. But they also get, makes me, our <laughs> son would just sick. throw up into the ma- map pocket <laughs> behind my seat. Oh my gosh, yes. yuck. So, yeah. and, and, and now he's a pilot. So t- tell yeah, me really? how that makes That's sense. He I does will... not get air sick at all. No. Really? He he pulled. What did he pull? He pulled nine G's uh, in an F sixteen. Nothing. No nausea. Nothing. I think he's gotten it all out of his. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he filled my map pocket up in my pickup truck. <laughs> oh like God knows how many times. Oh, that's anyway, so gross. The beautiful <laughs> part about the Ziploc is yes, you can seal it so the smell is yeah. gone. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, the, I if you buy the those. for sure. Like the barf bags, if you buy them, you can seal them too. But yeah. I mean, you don't I'm need to spend money on I'm still scared they're going to twist, untwist. I don't trust it. Anyway, <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. I think I got most of my things. So the next couple things that are really uh, specific. So an EpiPen, mm. obviously, that's going to be for kids who have got known allergies, been diagnosed, um, or found out the hard way. But if your child or anyone in your family, obviously, has true anaphylactic allergies, do not be without an EpiPen. And so I bring that up just because some people go, yeah, we should have one, but we haven't kept up on it. Um, and we've seen some horrible crises because of it. So they do expire. It is important. Those ones, you can't, you shouldn't fudge around. If it's expired, it's an issue. So uh, EpiPen's important if you have a kid that has anaphylaxis. And then this is a cool new device. I never had this, but a girlfriend does, and I think it's ingenious, and people should have it. It's called LifeVac, and mm. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it is basically, uh, then there's a couple different ones available, but they're running from 55 to $75 when I look them up on like Etsy to Amazon is a common place to get them. But basically what it is is to help in case... Uh, it is a device that extracts a foreign body if someone's choking and they make oh. it so that it fits over a pediatric um, face mm -hmm. and then they have an, another shield that you can interchange with it so it fits adult or older kids and then adults and it's super easy to use you just they have the instructions as well as a video that comes with it but anyone can do it you just place it over their nose and mouth you push down like a plunger and you pull up and it sucks out the foreign body. Wow. And that can be the difference between life and death before an ambulance arrives in a case of a choking infant or child. So I, my girlfriend, she's got grandkids. She's like, this is amazing. And I'm like, I think yes. everyone should have one of those as well as probably know how to do CPR, have a CPR class if mm -hmm. you, everyone should. But if you have kids, for sure. I don't, I don't know how you can graduate high school or get a driver's license without knowing CPR. It's so yeah. simple now. There's no rescue breathing. That's all gone. It's mm -hmm. just chest compressions until you get a second rescuer. Yeah. It's chest compressions and being able to put the pads of an AED on somebody. Mm -hmm. um, it just gets better and better. They, it's very evident. It's one of the one places in medicine where it's incredibly evidence-based. Uh, so they're like, what works, what doesn't work? It has evolved massively since CPR started about 50, 60 years ago. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, pretty easy to do. Again, I, th I would be an advocate for, you know, this is part of high school. You get yeah. a, you know, you do your basic science stuff in high school. You learn a little bit of history and you get a finance class and a CPR class. Mm -hmm. Everyone should be trained. Yeah. So I don't know if you have kids, Patty, or <laughs> but yeah, that's I have three. If I've, missed a, if I've missed anything that you like to have, well, let us know. But I think... There's so many more, you know, as healthcare providers, we have access to a few more things. And I know mm -hmm. like doctors and nurses and other providers will have other kind of things we can use, like a beveled needle, because it does make mm -hmm. it easier to get out um, uh, slivers, Sliver. sometimes mm -hmm. just the tweezers, it's tough. But, an, you know, I, portable I'm, cautery is awesome yeah. for taking, oh. like for sub subungal hematomas. You know, you're out hiking and you yeah. blast your toe into a, a rock and get the blood under your toenail yeah. or under your fingernail, and it hurts like crazy. Mm -hmm. These por portable cauteries are just red hot. You just touch it to the nail, boom, drain it, you're good to go. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Most people can't do it on, yeah. on themselves. What I have done is we have to throw them out okay. when we use them because it's technically sterile. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not... 
it's not like it gets contaminated. The, the only tip that touches the patient is red hot. Mm-hmm. So what I used to do is I would drain these for the patient and, and, give it and I them. would just give it to them. Oh, smart. Because it's going to work another yeah. 50 or 100 times. Right. And I'm like, dude, you know, you're out hunting and you, you know, trip and fall and you get a hematoma under your finger or toenail or whatever. If they just run out of yourself. matches, they can light a fire with them. Well, you can <laughs> light much of a fire with that. But. <laughs> anyway. You can drill holes in fingernails like crazy. So. But it, I, it is nice to have a like an 18 gauge or larger needle that has a beveled edge because it does make it easier to take slivers out and things Mm -hmm. like that. But you know, my mom didn't, she had the old fashioned, very large darning needles. She would clean it off with alcohol Mm -hmm. and use that and some tweezers. You just have to be careful, but most moms don't want to run into the doctor for a little slivers. She'd get the darning needle and a DeMaurier light and take out your (laughs) sliver. I love it. Very authentic. Yeah. Yes. That's the 70s for you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Checkable Health Podcast. If you want more information, head over to checkablehealth.com for show notes, links, and resources mentioned in today's podcast. Please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to get all of the Checkable Health at home healthcare details as soon as they're released. Find us on every social channel at Checkable Health. Cheers to living your healthiest and happiest life.